0: Hi there, and welcome to our podcast, The Road to Permanency. Today, we'll be featuring part 10, the Road to Permanency finale, as we wrap up this immensely powerful series. And we do a special segment where we kind of reverse roles, and Kathy and Rita get to interview me, Gracie.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you, Gracie. We're really excited to be here with you today. My name is Rita and I am the Program Manager for the Youth Speak Out and Digital Storytelling Program at the Adoption Council of Canada. It's really, really been a pleasure working with Gracie and uh, yeah, I'm excited to jump into this today.
2: Hi there, uh, it's Kathy Murphy and I'm the Executive Director at the Adoption Council of Canada and we're really excited to be with Gracie today to talk a little bit more about permanency.
1: Awesome, so we are going to start off, Gracie, by asking you uh, why did you decide to be part of this podcast? And um, how would you say this experience connects to your journey of advocacy and permanency?
0: Uh, I really think that this experience has not only connects to my journey of permanency, but it really has changed my ideas around my journey of permanency. Um, when I heard about the podcast opportunity, I was like a little bit apprehensive because I do wor- uh, work and I also have school but I'm so glad I made time for this podcast because I do think it's so important to have a platform where we can uplift the voices of youth and where I can have the chance to share my experience and maybe help other youth when they hear my story or they hear stories of other youth and they kind of come to terms with that permanency isn't always a set and defined road and that permanency can take on a whole bunch of different types of scenarios. And it's not always adoption. and It's not always and family. There's so many different facets to it. And it's, I just think that that's so cool that I have the
2: opportunity to share. Thanks, Gracie. How do you think the podcast interviews will amplify our youth voices?
0: I think the podcast uh, interviews will amplify the youth voices through the experiences we hear about youth through youth actually sharing opportunities through sharing the programs that they may work with I think even for me just hearing some of the experiences the youth have overcome and have endured and like looking at who they are today is very inspiring for someone like me because it just kind of reminds us youth and wherever you are like whatever place you are in your life right now just kind of being able to see someone who's overcome all these obstacles and came out stronger is really empowering and inspiring. And it's something we can all resonate with. We have all kind of felt like, you know, where do I fit into this world, you know? And I think just like amplifying these stories is just so powerful because everyone can kind of connect with a different story in a different kind of way. And I think this podcast just giving these youths a voice for some youth, they haven't had a voice for a very long time, and I think that it's just so important that we listen to their stories, um, that we give them a platform to share what they've been through, uh, and that we just kind of start to fight for systematic change, and we notice that there are some faults in the system, and we also recognize the great things that are going on right now.
2: Thank you, Gracie. Definitely your courage and resiliency has also shone through these podcasts as well as our youth. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you.
1: Yes, Gracie, I, um, after listening to some of the, ep- actually all the episodes, uh, we can tell that there was a lot of great, uh, great knowledge shared by the youth and you as well. Um, and for those listeners who haven't had a chance to listen to the other c- episodes, I would encourage you to go and listen to all the episodes. Uh, but I'd like to ask Gracie, um, what what would you Don't
0: listen to them all?
1: <laughs> please do, please do listen to them all because they all have unique experiences. All the youth have unique experiences. And uh, given the time that we're in right now, like we're, it's during COVID time and the fact that you guys were able to pull it off during COVID, and uh, not being able to be in the same room is really impressive so i just wanted to ask you gracie based on your experience doing this podcast what would you say was your greatest challenge
0: yeah well first of all now that you mentioned that we did do this during covid i do think it's important to thank kathy rita and sean the whole team behind this amazing podcast and i want to thank all our special guests for just helping making this possible and yeah, there's definitely been a few challenges probably <laughs> to do with internet connection. I mean, I'm sure everyone can relate to that during these times right now.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: And another challenge I actually have faced is sometimes after a podcast, because we are talking about such uh heavy but important topics, I do find myself getting quite emotional after that. And I find I might have to do maybe meditation or just like listening to some music after, to help myself calm down and like to help, my understand, to help myself understand why am I feeling these emotions and just to kind of healthily work through them because there are many are so many experiences that I can relate to. There's so many experiences where I feel bad for and that I feel very passionate about fighting for. And so I think after that, I want to encourage all our podcast listeners. You know, if there is content that does get you emotional and it brings up emotions. I encourage you to work through those emotions. I encourage you to feel them however you need to feel them. And I also encourage you to listen to this story and fight for change because there are so many things that we hear that upset us. And I just don't want us to just remain compliant with this kind of uncomfortable nature of hearing these horrible things. I want us to continue to advocate for these youth and continue to share their stories so that we can make change.
1: That's a very, that's a very good point. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. Uh, And that's probably why, and Kathy would uh, probably speak to this, specifically our program at the Adoption Council of Canada, we partner with Ottawa Resiliency Centre, and um, they do provide um, a session of counselling for our youth that go through our training, because the topics are extremely heavy, right, And, and can get really emotional, and we don't want to leave anyone feeling unsupported. So I'm really glad to hear, Gracie, that you've been doing that reflective work and and self-care because it's important to take care of yourself while you process this whole uh, experience.
2: Yeah, definitely. So true, Gracie, and, and so important to have a safe space and a space to be able to debrief. But I think you raised a really good point is you need your own toolkit too. And you know yourself that the yoga helps you, meditation helps you, talking to people helps you. You know, that's really important for us to understand. So thanks for sharing that. I'm just wondering as well, um, when you reflect on all the different podcasts that we've done, I'm wondering which child welfare issues are most important to you personally and why?
0: Uh, um, There's definitely a lot that are important to me. Um, but I definitely think there's many that connect specifically with my identity that I probably feel like the most passionate for so definitely child welfare issues that I think there's one that I want to bring up that we've talked about a lot during this podcast series which is consistency in social workers which I did I was fortunate enough to have many great social workers but I do think there are so many youth who kind of develop a connection with a social worker, and then they have to switch social workers. So that's one I would say consistency for youth, because even in my own experience, switching so many houses back uh, back and forth and having so many different living situations, nothing in my life ever felt consistent. And I just think if maybe we could have this one consistent thing in the system, it could help really connect our permanency. It it could help make us feel grounded in the world. And so that's something i am passionate about um i also really enjoyed conversations i had with people like ashley and princess and topics like racial inequality i think that's something i definitely am very passionate for i always want to advocate and fight for and i do i did really enjoy hearing that there are spaces where youth and care can have a place where they can go and connect to their cultural identity because that's another aspect that I think is so important and it's so, so important in shaping one's like identity and helping them feel connected to their permanency so that's something I definitely am passionate for another conversation we had around education Um, I'm very passionate for that as well because as a youth who is currently being educated you know and the possibility of my agreement ending like we've seen like how the CCSY agreement has been ending in different provinces around the world and different countries and stuff. I just think it's important that we kind of discuss that and discuss the kind of issues that youth who go into education and fight against these stigmas actually are still facing with and that the anxiety around that. Um, and then another one, of course, is mental health because I definitely go through my own struggles with that and I think it's very important that we have open-ended discussions about mental health because you know that's another thing that has been so stigmatized throughout the entire field I think is you know like youth always feeling like they have to keep their emotions in and not feeling like they do have that consistency where they can talk about it and I just want to relay the message that you are valid in your feelings and you deserve a safe space to be able to release that emotion and be able to feel comfortable sharing your story. And I definitely think this podcast is an atmosphere that supports
2: that. Thank you, Gracie. You talked a lot about connections as well from social workers, from peers. How do you, and how do you suggest other youth promote those lifelong connections? How do you, how do you keep those relationships sustained?
0: You know, for me, I've definitely had a lot of different relationships throughout my life different connections and I think in high school I definitely learned a lot about you know being a people pleaser and also kind of giving way too much into relationships that aren't kind of feeding you in a healthy way and that is actually a very great conversation that I had last week and I definitely encourage you guys to go listen to that episode as well but um I just want to say like I think an important thing in relationships is to always you know give and be generous but make sure that you are kind of it's a healthy relationship and it's not draining you and it's not a fake friendship and you want to be able to trust someone and i think that's important because it did take me a long time to kind of get out of my naiveness and find those people that were real and authentic and that really wanted to support my goals you know and wanted to see me grow and that would challenge me when i was wrong because i definitely think that's important We need to have discussion when we make mistakes so that we can grow we can learn from them we can become better and i want people that will hold me accountable um i think and people i hold accountable i want people i can trust and i think trust is a very essential thing in a relationship i just find that um youth you know we all tend to kind of put up this wall or this barrier and kind of shield ourselves and um of distrust and we kind of are very scared to kind of open up in relationships because of the things that have happened maybe in our past. And another important thing is that you can be attracted to abusive relationships that we've seen kind of modeled in our past. So I just think, you know, having this sense of awareness around healthy relationships is very important. You know, you don't wanna just be giving all of yourself and not receiving anything. You don't wanna be mistreated in any way, shape or form that is unacceptable you know it's one thing to hold someone accountable and it's another thing to be abusive to someone so you don't want that and uh i also think it is important to open yourself up because something i had to learn when i did realize that there are people who are disingenuous in this world is that you kind of can't assume that everyone's going to be disingenuine with you and you do have to give people a chance and i think it's so important to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and not to everyone, don't give yourself up to everyone, but I do think it's important with the right people, you should start to kind of slowly dismantle this wall of distrust and kind of slowly start to open yourself out and put yourself out there and, you know, if people don't love you for who they are, then I don't think they should really be in your life because you're gonna find those people who love who you are, who fight for you, who advocate for you, and those are the people that you want in your lives. And I definitely think an important thing maintaining those relationships once you've found them is just trust and checking in on a person communication always kind of checking in on a person so the discussion kind of goes both ways and yeah those are the two things that I definitely encourage
2: when approaching relationships thank you for sharing that Gracie that's
1: amazing to hear Gracie it definitely sounds like um it takes a lot of self-awareness based on what you just said takes a lot of courage to bring down the, the wall and, um, and definitely uh, youth who have been through the system have a lot uh, that they've dealt with. So it's really good to hear that um, you're sharing these tips and I've heard them in the other episodes as well through the stories of the other youth. Just you guys sharing the, the tips I'm sure is going to be very helpful to the rest of the youth that are listening to the podcast that have been through similar situations. Um, I just wanted to know, Gracie, if you were to speak to the the child welfare community, like if social workers were listening right now, um, what would you want to tell them or what would you want to tell them or what would you want them to know about permanency?
0: I definitely want to first like start off and say there are a lot of amazing social workers out there and I know that a lot of social workers have like best intentions. So after speaking with Dakota and like the lovely discussion we had about her utilizing her experience when she approaches you, I think that's just so important that she has that knowledge and that she kind of approaches every situation with youth based on her own experience is something that I found really powerful. And I'm not expecting every social worker to have that experience. And I don't want every social worker to have that experience because it's not exactly the most ideal one, but I definitely think it's it would be interesting if I could encourage social workers to, you know, Kind of going through a group home, see what that setting's like. Go, in, I challenge you know, I challenge social workers to kind of put themselves in uncomfortable, uncomfortable atmospheres to kind of see what that experience is like for youth. Maybe stay a little longer than that one hour of just giving the youth their check. You know, check in on them a little more, have a little dialogue there. Uh, I encourage you to have discussions with your youth. You know, check in on your your, your youth. You know, find out their personality, even if you can't control the fact that maybe it's not always uncontrollable, like that we have a consistent social worker every year. If, even if you can't control that, I encourage you to always try and make a connection with that youth and see them as a human being, not just kind of the check you're delivering. I do think there's many social workers that, you know, are already doing this, but I definitely want to see this as a more popular thing in, this, in the system. I definitely want to see that all social workers are fighting to make a connection with the youth and see them for the beautiful person that they are.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like the, the social workers are usually the first point of contact for the youth in care. And and uh, they do they do affect their permanency in one way or the other, especially if they're not connecting with them. So it's good to hear that encouragement uh, for social workers to do so.
0: Yeah, and when I see it, like they're the first point of contact for youth in care. And that's kind of how a lot of youth in care visualize the whole system because of that one social worker so for example if you're that social worker who kind of is just dropping the paycheck off every month and not investing in that youth that's kind of the whole impression they have of the system now and it's going to take a lot for that identity of the system to change and we can't hold the youth accountable for them seeing the system this way because it is the responsibility of the social workers to try and break this divide and try and see the youth as a human being because they are representing so much more than their job title in themselves in this moment when they're interacting with youth and like many of them are interacting with youth whose state is very delicate at that moment and i do think that we need to be nurtured and i don't expect social workers to you know solve everything in one day but i just think you seeing them and acknowledging them as a human being is a really great start
2: Thank you for sharing that Gracie because the listening part and accessing resources and supports and truly hearing the youth they're working with so important I'm just wondering when we talk about permanency it's so different for every youth and young adult too so some youth that we work with um, will be adopted and will find permanency within a family other youth may go through kinship care so they may be cared for by grandparents or aunts and uncles Others may have customary care within uh, Indigenous communities, and others may create their own sense of permanency. And it's been really interesting in this last year with our trainings and with the podcast to hear what that means to each youth. What does the word permanency really mean to you personally?
0: I mean, I know this has been discussed a lot on the podcast, and I know I'm probably repeating a few things, but... I definitely agree with a lot of the speakers, and I definitely feel that their message kind of resonates with me. So when I define permanency, I definitely think that I didn't even understand or know what the word. I don't even think I even heard the word <laughs> until like I started doing this podcast, to be honest. But I, I definitely think I, I, before that time, I started to notice that there was a deeper kind of feeling in my life that I had started to resonate with. I found more purpose. And just being, like, fully transparent in this moment, like, there were many dark times in my life, especially when I was going through abuse, and even after that period, when I was, like, living on my own, I definitely had many dark times where I was, like, contemplating a lot of things, and I, when I would look to the future, I kid you not, I would not actually see myself surviving it. Like, I would, even though I had been through so much, I did not picture myself, like, alive today, and I know that's very, like, dark and bad to say, but... It's something that is very true, and I think me actually being able to nurture these connections in my life and slowly find a purpose kind of is what made me want to fight to continue living, and it makes me so happy that I'm still here, Um, you know, because there was a lot of time in my life where I didn't feel like I had a purpose in this world. I didn't feel like I was connected to anything. I felt like if I left, there was nothing really holding me down, you know? And if I left, like, no one would really miss me. So I think it's very important to build a multitude of connections. And then, you know, you have ones that are stronger than others. And that's kind of the first start for me. Another start is the journey of self-love for me. That was another thing, you know, finding permanency within myself first. Because I definitely had a lot of things I needed to work on you know, still in COVID, you know, we're all like, kind of only left with ourselves right now. And there's a lot of things I'm working on right now, you know, like, addressing a lot of trauma, you know, oh, why do I have this response to this? Oh, that's triggering to me. Like, that's an important thing to acknowledge. And for permanency, you know, it's definitely still a road for me, I definitely still have my struggles with thinking, oh, you know, maybe this isn't permanent. But I, I definitely feel like I found that through loving myself and through realizing that like opening my eyes and seeing that there are so many people around me who love me and you know and that really made me feel like wow I am worth something and you know look at me like another thing I like to think about is all the things I've kind of been through you know like I never even when I was in that dark place I never really acknowledged the success of me kind of getting into university me getting out of that abusive household, me actually being able to afford to live on my own, me getting a job, you know, these are all little things that add up to a big picture of the strong person you become. And I definitely think for me, permanency means a lot of things, but it's definitely my identity. It's me feeling grounded, me feeling worth something, me feeling like I have a purpose. And I think it is definitely a journey. And I think it's really important every day to acknowledge the little things that, brought you here and just acknowledge that, you know, you've been through a lot and there are so many people around you that love you. And for me, it's a chosen family. And I'm really happy with those people around me.
2: Gracie, thank you for sharing that journey of self-care and ultimately self-love. That was very said so eloquently by you and so important for other youth to hear that you can find that for yourself, that you can find those connections and that you can learn that love. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Thank you for, you know, letting me speak and have this platform, I really appreciate it.
1: Gracie, it's been really, really, really inspiring to hear you share your journey of permanency and uh, and not only you, but all the youth that came on and the, and the mental health professionals that came on to the podcast to share other uh, knowledge and uh, just to end this podcast on a positive note I'm really curious to know what is next for Gracie
0: um, you know uh, I definitely hope to continue with this podcast I definitely think the discussion we're having on here is so vital and all the stories that we're lifting up I'm really like inspired by and I'm proud of and I definitely hope for another season of this podcast um and in my future I definitely hope to continue with advocacy, you know, I do actually have dreams of becoming a lawyer, so I definitely think that future career for me will have a lot of advocacy Yay. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh I just actually recently like last semester I made it on the Dean's honor list. So for this semester that's my other goal is to get it on the honors list again. And uh, My goal is to graduate university, get into master's, and that's really what's next for me, just continuing to, you know, on this journey of permanency, uplifting my relationships. Um, Even though it's COVID, you know, I'm really lucky. A lot of people that are part of my chosen family I actually work with at Starbucks, and, like, I have my boyfriend, and I just have a lot of people in my life, and I'm so thankful that I'm able to, you know, talk to or FaceTime and, you know, just continue my journey. And I'm really excited for that.
2: Thank you so much, Gracie awesome thank
1: you very much for sharing your uh, your next steps and I, and I am looking forward to to continue to celebrate with you every 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 step of the way especially as an organization we're really pleased to have you be part of our programs and uh, you've really added a lot of value to the program so thank you for sharing your story and and uh, hosting the podcast
0: Thank you everyone for listening to our podcast series if you haven't listened to the other episodes I want to encourage you to listen to, part one to nine, we feature a lot of amazing stories that we just want to uplift and we want to advocate for and I encourage you to go back and listen to those if you have the time. And today we finished wrapping up part 10, the Road to Permanency finale. And we kind of flipped the switch here and I was interviewed and Kathy and Rita did a lovely job and they did a lovely job supporting me this entire podcast. And I want to thank Kathy and Rita and Sean for amazing work they did to make this podcast possible and i want to thank the listeners for tuning in and making our voices heard so thank you guys